1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Our Response to the Word, something that I believe every child of God needs to learn to do correctly. One of the ways that our God demonstrates His love for us is by providing us His life-giving, life-changing Word. But unfortunately, although God provides us His Word, which is able to change our lives to be the kind of lives He wants them to be, Far too many Christians never experienced the kind of life that God's Word could cause it to be. The problem isn't in the Word, it's in our response to the Word. Isaiah chapter 55 teaches us that God's Word is not void of power, but it accomplishes that when He sends it to do. But regardless of how powerful God's Word is, and it really is, if we don't respond properly to the Word that God sends to you and me, all that could have been won't ever be, at least not for you and me. And it won't be because the Word couldn't do it, but it'll be because we didn't respond properly to it. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we respond properly to the Word God sends to you and me, so it can actually do for us what God sent it to do for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Our Response to the Word will
2: determine whether or not we will receive what it is that we've heard. When God speaks to me and you, God is extending an opportunity and availability of awesome things to be able to manifest in the midst of our lives. But how we respond to what he says will determine whether or not we will receive what he said. How you and I respond to what it is that God has to say will determine whether or not we will receive what he has to say. If we respond appropriately, then praise God, the blessings of God will have opportunity to manifest in the midst of each and every one of our lives. But if we respond inappropriately, then, of course, the blessings of God, which are already yea and amen in Christ, will be nay to you because you said nay to them when God said that he will do what he said he will do. That's why this is, is, this teaching is so very important because the Lord wants us to respond properly to what he's saying to each and every one of us. Respond properly to the word that he presents unto us so that we won't just won't shout and run all about and dance and get all excited and sweat out your brand new outfit, praise God, or the one that you just got out of layaway, but that you will then be able to stand up and receive what it is that God has to say because God's not just saying things to entertain you. God wants you to receive what he's saying to you. God did not come for you to be entertained. That's what BET, that's what uh, 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 direct TV, that's all that stuff. That's for entertainment. The word of God is given to set you free. The word of God is getting, given to set, send you into a lifestyle which is far beyond anything that you could even comprehend. Jesus died for more than just to get out of hell free pass. Thank God for that because I don't, don't want to go to hell. Praise God. I know I can't take that much heat. Praise God. And there ain't no air conditioning down there any, either way. Weeping and gnashing of teeth with no dentist. Praise God. And so, no, I don't want to go there. But at the same time, I found out there's a lot more that's available to us than just that. He has a life that he wants to give us. He wants a life that he wants us to be able to experience. He wants us to be able to step into the fullness of the things that his blood was shed for you and I to be able to receive. And so in order to do that, we've got to respond properly to the word of God. We've learned that there's two responses. You can either accept it or reject it. Accept it or reject it. Every time God extends a word to you, then we will respond one of two ways. We'll either accept it or reject it. Well, Pastor, I respond another way. I'm saying I'm going to stop and pray about it. Nothing wrong praying about it, but understand that that fits under the category of rejection. Because either you're going to re- accept or reject what God has to say. Just all only two things that you can do. We can paraphrase it to another way. You can receive it or deny it. You can receive it or deny it. When UPS shows up at your house with their little brown outfits on and everything like that, praise God, ring your doorbell. You come to the door, they'll have a package for you. And it will be dependent upon whether or not you're willing to sign that little electronic device that they have that signs your signature that says that you accepted it. If you sign it, they will give you the package. If you don't sign it, they're not giving you the package. Why is that? Because you rejected it. You denied it. And so anytime you deny what the package is, then you won't receive what the package is, much less find out what's in it. Well, God's got a package of an awesome life that he's trying to extend to each and every one of us by way of his word. And we can either accept it and receive it and, and, and do like we do with UPS and sign that little brown thing. We could either sign what brown says or we can turn it down. It's up to us, it's up to us. And, and, and of course, we prefer to accept it. And we found out you could paraphrase it another way. Not only can you receive it and Uh, accept it and reject it. Not only do you receive it and deny it, but you also believe it or not believe it. You can either believe what God says or not believe what God says. But let me break down for you the results in simple and plain language. If you believe it, you'll receive it. If you don't, you won't. It's real simple. If you believe what God has to say, you'll receive it. If you don't believe what God has to say, you won't receive it. And that's the way it goes. And of course, that's what we are learning. And so we're learning how to respond correctly so that we can accept it, we can receive it, and we can believe what it is that God has to say so he can do in our lives what it is that he wants to do each and every day. Turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews chapter 10 as we hit our foundational text and then move forward into some awesome information that's going to be a blessing unto you today. And I guarantee you it's going to be a blessing to you today. Hebrews chapter 10. So have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. Hebrews chapter 10, foundational text. Let's look at verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And it does, too. It has great recompense of reward, which means that it will pay you. It will benefit you if you turn around and not cast away your confidence, as God said, don't do. Your confidence, of course, is your faith. Your reliance upon him, your trust in him, your willingness to do what it is he says to do. He said, if you don't cast that away, then you'll be able to receive what it is that I have to say. But of course, if we cast it away, then we cast away the opportunity to be able to receive what it is that God said, receive what it is that he has promised us, receive what it is that he has declared to us that he's willing to do. We cast it away and we cast away the opportunity to receive it, too. Every time we we reject what it is that God say cast away our confidence, then that then means then that we have just denied the opportunity to receive what it is that God has in store for us. Now, many times when we read that, we think in terms of when the word is first presented unto us. But can I include the fact that this is also later on down the line, which means that you can reject it at any time, meaning that you can accept it initially, hold on to it for quite a while. But then just before the blessing shows up, you can let that thing go. Praise God and you've just cast away your confidence. Therefore, it will not have recompense of reward for you. Think about it. You was holding on all that time, but then let it go right at the wrong time when you was about to receive the blessings that God had in store for you. That's what happens with most believers because most believers will accept what God has to say initially. We'll say yes, amen to what it is that God has to say, but then we'll run smack dab into this thing called life, and it'll tell us other things other than what it is that God said and tell us other things other than the fact that what God said is true. We'll run smack dab into this guy named the devil, the devil, D-E-V-I-L, devil, praise God, who comes along as an antichrist to anti anything that it is that God has said, which means if God said go up, he's going to try to get you to go down. If God said go down, he's going to try to get you to go up. If he said go left, he's going to try to get you to go right. If God said go right, he's going to try to get you to go left. If he tells you to believe it, God says believe it, he's going to try to get you to not believe it, get you in doubt so you can be left out and walk and sit over in the corner with a big old pout. Wondering, why is this thing happening for me? Why ain't it coming through for me like it does for all them other folk? Them folk that sit on the front row over it where the faith of God just be coming through for them all the time. I I thought y'all would say amen Amen. Amen. (laughs) But y'all learn it, receive it, amen. (laughs) Amen. Them folk over with faith, they're just getting everything. Why it ain't working out for me? Because you keep letting go. Bible said don't cast away your confidence. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. It's going to pay you. And not just don't cast it away right at the outset. That don't be a person that believes what God has to say and then later on down the line, stop believing what he has to say. Because sometimes stuff can step up in the middle of your life which will say some stuff to you. Sometimes things that happen in the middle of your life that'll come and holla holla at you. And if you don't speak like like that, let let, let me interpret it. Holler at you. Praise God. The, The circumstances and situations can, and I mean holler this time, I'm talking about scream, articulate loudly, meaning that they will scream on you and tell you you not getting what God said. You cannot have what God said. You might as well drop it, forget about it, quit embarrassing yourself, quit lying to yourself, and just deal with reality as reality sits, knowing that you ain't getting what God said. But I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the devil is a liar, that when God presents us an opportunity to step forward into the things of God, we gonna get what God has in store for us. I said we gonna get what God has in store for us. We're not going to cast away our confidence. We're not going to do it at the outset. And we ain't going to do it no matter what kind of trouble into our life and what other kind of nonsense we can get. We're going to lock in with what God said. We're going to hold on to what God said. And we're not going to let it go because we know it has great recompense of reward. It's going to pay off. The promise that God promised me, I'm going to receive. The thing that he declared to me, I'm going to receive if I don't let go of what it is he has to say. That I'm going to hold fast to what it is that God said. I'm going to hold fast to what it is that I believe. I'm going to hold fast to what it is that God has declared unto me knowing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Because my God's not a liar. He's not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If it were not so, God would have told us, but God told us he's going to do what he said he's going to do, and God's going to come through. And since we know God's going to come through, we ain't letting nobody, nothing, nowhere, anywhere get in the way of us receiving what it is that God has to say. Come on up in here. We ain't letting nothing block this. We ain't, we ain't letting go. We ain't letting go. We ain't letting go. We ain't casting away our confidence. We ain't letting it go. We ain't letting it go. I know you can see some stuff. I know you can experience some stuff. I know some stuff can happen up in the middle of your life. But so what? God's word is true. Circumstances and situations don't have anything to do with what God said. God is greater than the natural. So don't tell me nothing about nothing natural. That ain't got nothing to do with what God said. God is outside of time. So don't tell me nothing about time. I don't care nothing about the clock is ticking. I don't care if the clock turn off. God is still God. And since God's God, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. It's irrelevant. I not care nothing about how many people like me, how many people don't like me. Whether they know me, whether they don't know me. Whether I'm black or white or Hispanic or polka dot with green spots. I don't care what you is. What did God say? That's what we're gonna hold on to each and every day. And we aren't letting anything. No, that didn't even sound right. We ain't letting anything. There you go, that's anointed. We ain't letting anything get up in the way of what God says. We ain't letting it go. I said ain't, praise God. I, I meant what I said. Ain't anointed. Praise God. We ain't letting nothing go. That's right. That's right. God said it, that's it. That's it. It's the end of the conversation. Ain't, ain't nothing to talk about. Anybody in here with me? Praise God. Well, it's about to get good today. Praise God. He said in verse 35 cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense of the Lord, reward. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God that ye might receive the promise. Well, why might? Might because it depends upon whether or not you let it go or not. And not just at the beginning, but anywhere along the line prior to the time that you literally get the blessing in the midst of your hand. If you let it go at any time, then your might has just turned into a definite, you ain't getting it. Are you listening to me? Verse 37, for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. I like that because it says that it's just a little while. But he that shall come, that's God. God shall come. That word shall is the strongest of, uh, uh, word in any language. It means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Ain't no doubt about this one. God's coming. Hold fast to what he said. God's coming. I don't care what you experiencing. God's coming. God's going to show up. Come on up in here. We ain't going to be like the folk in the Alamo. Wondering whether folk is coming, but they never show up. And then on, and then we get uh, testimonies about us because we dead, jacked up, towed up, messed up. No, that ain't us. Are uh, you listening to me? God's coming through. And God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Because he that shall come will come. I like that. Well, Why does will follow shall? Because it's telling you what his decision is. God has made a decision that you're blessed. God has made a decision that you're healed. God has made a decision that you're rich. God has made a decision that you're coming out of that despair. God has made a decision that life is going to be good for you. God has made a decision he's going to promote you. God has made a decision he's going to raise you up. God has made a decision that he's going to come through in the middle of your life. God's already made a decision and ain't nobody changing his mind. He said, that He that shall come. Will come. He wants to come. He desires to come. He's excited to come, and he's gonna come. Ain't no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. All we got to do is lock in with what he said, and don't back up off on of what he said. Despite what happens, despite what you hear, and despite what comes up, it's one of the reasons why. One of the reasons why so few Christians are walking in the blessings of God. There's more folk right here. This see. This 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 separates the men from the boys this separate the believing saints from the, uh, from, from, from the non-believing saints. Cause you know, you got non-believing saints. they call non-believing believers. Praise God. They believed enough to get into heaven, but they ain't believing enough to cause heaven to manifest on earth for them. Yeah. Non-believing believers. Are you listening to me? They're all over the place. Look next to you. I say, I hope that ain't you. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Go ahead. Look next to you. I say, I hope that ain't you. Because they have non-believing believers. They're everywhere. They're all over the place Messing up Christianity Make folks think that our God broke Make folks think our God put sickness on people Because they can't believe it up off of them I'm teaching real good right now Make folks think that God dragged you all through the mud To teach you something Take you through all hell and back Just to teach you something No, give me a book God gave you a book to learn Are you listening to me? He ain't dragging you through no mess to learn nothing Problem is, half the stuff is we being drove through stuff because we ain't learned nothing. We haven't learned to hold fast to our confidence and lock in on what God has to say. Because God's going to get you up out of this. He's going to turn your situation around. We read on. Then verse 38. Now, now knowing all this, not a just shall live by faith. <laughs> I like that. Praise God, you probably couldn't tell. Let me do it again. (laughs) I like that. Praise God. (laughs) The just shall live by faith. See, that's y'all. See, this is not a, see, a lot of people, they read that and they be like, yeah, well, the just gotta live by faith. No, this isn't a got to. This is a get to. It is a privilege to live by faith. Why is that? Because I ain't talking about Bubba or Ray Ray and what they had to say. I ain't talking about Miguel or Raul and what they had to say. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm talking about God himself who ain't never lie. I'm talking about God himself that couldn't change his mind if he want to. I'm talking about God himself that don't back up on nothing that he said. That I can live by faith. Faith is trust in God. Having confidence in him to the point I'm willing to order my life according to what it is he had to say. And when I'm dealing with a person I know don't lie. When I'm dealing with a person I know cannot lie. When I'm dealing with a person I know ain't going to back up off of nothing that he said. That when he said it, it's so. When he said it, he's going to do it to the point that he obligates himself to do what he said he's going to do. When he says it, oh, see, I'm glad to live like that. I'm glad to live like that. Or I can live off some faith because I got confidence in somebody that I can have confidence in. I can be able to rely on somebody that's reliable. God is reliable. God is dependable and because of that we get the privilege to live by faith the world can't live like this they don't know God they don't know how good he is they don't know how great he is they don't know that he'll come through and they don't know that he wants to do what he said he'll do they can't hear God they can't see God but we can and because we can we can live by faith we don't have to live all jacked up like the rest of the world worried about from day to day wondering what's gonna happen not us We live by faith. Glory to God. We live by faith. Situation rise up. You're like, so what? God said that he's going to come through for me. See, we the just. Just the ones that's already been born again. And if there ain't nobody on the face of the earth that should know that God will come through, it's us. There ain't nobody. I said no. If there ain't nobody on the face of the earth that know he should come through, it should be us. Ask me why. Why? Because he did it when you asked him to come into your heart and save you because you prayed the prayer he told you to pray and you got born again that very day and God did what he said he would do and if he did it then he's going to do the next thing he said to you if he did it then he's going to do everything he said for you because the same God that said it then is the same God that's saying it now so we get to live by what an exciting life All we got to do is just sit back and find out what God has to say about it. And from that point on, we got it settled in our mind. We confident from that point forward. We ain't worried about nothing. We ain't bothered by nothing. We don't care nothing about what the newspapers have to say. Newspaper telling you the economy going down, say, well, that's your problem. That ain't my problem because, I, I, because he takes care of all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why? Because he said it. He said it. He said it. And since he said it, he's going to come through and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. They say, whooping and cough and, 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 and other, all this other stuff going all around. We uh, heard a, a report the other day say, uh, a folk on the northwest side of Detroit got this cough, and it's happening to everybody. Run and hide. Feel like the devil is a liar. Because I'm on the northwest side, and I ain't coughing. Praise God. Y'all got quiet. Y'all was like, dang, I'm on the northwest side. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Because by his stripes, We are healed. And because I got a word, I ain't worried about nothing. Ain't even got to worry about your future. Don't even have to worry about nothing. Y'all still nervous. Actually, maybe I shouldn't have used that example. Huh? Did I say Detroit? Oh, San Antonio. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Get some of that Detroit still in me. Praise God. (laughs) Blessed be a thing. I was wondering why they was all looking on. I can look, too. <laughs> I praise God. Hebrew tell you ain't the only one saying that. Look at somebody. Look at you, too. It says, now the just shall live by faith. We get to live by faith, y'all. This is an exciting life. A life of faith is an exciting life. See, the world done taught you that a life of faith is. You don't know what the heck is going to happen next. And so you just live, 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 live by the wind. Whatever happened, whatever God do. God has somebody come by and bring a St. Bernard dog with a biscuit attached to it, It's yours. And the rest of the time, just starve until God bring you something. No, that's a life in a pit of hell. A life of faith is a good life. It's a stabilized life. You ain't got to be riding the roller coaster of non-faith. See, the rest of the world riding a roller coaster. And the unbelieving believers, they riding a roller coaster. One day, everything looking up, and they like, and all of a sudden, it goes down. And then one day they
0: praise the Lord. Ah!"
2: They live in life like that all the time. We ain't got to live life like that. We live a steady ride out. Praise God. And just have a good time in life. Knowing everything going to work out fine. Says the just shall live by faith. But, but, but if any man draw back, verse 38 says, my soul has no pleasure in him. Listen to the father talking to you. He said, my soul has no pleasure in him. None. Zip. Zero. Zilch. Nada. nothing. No, none, 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 n- not not even a little bit of pleasure does the Lord have in us when we draw back. Why is that? Because that word that he extends on us gives us the opportunity to step into the life that he has in store for us. But if we draw back from it because we have no faith, we draw back from it because we refuse to believe it. We draw back from it because we don't want to accept what it is he has to say. God said, I had no pleasure in you because now I can't get you what I want to get you. Now I can't do for you what I want to do for you. And I came that you might be saved. I came that you might be healed. I came that you might be delivered. I came that you might be taken care of. I came to give you life and, that, and, and even that more abundantly. I came to, to set you out, but yet if you don't receive it, then, 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 then what? I mean, like what? I mean, my God, it's like, ugh. But that ain't us. Verse, next verse says, 38. says, but we are not of them that draw back unto perdition. We learned that, that word perdition means destruction desolation. And we learn it carries the inference of just as if you were not saved. Just as if you were not saved, that you don't even have God in your life. Begin to start conducting yourself like we don't even have God in our life. What kind of stuff is that? Christians are supposed to be the most powerful people walking on the face of the earth. We're supposed to be the most confident people walking on the face of the earth. Oh, yes, we are. It's time for the Christians to be who we were designed to be. It says, we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them. This is talking about us now that believe to the saving of the souls.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed with what the word of God had to say. We hope that you're finding out about the importance of our responding properly to the word of God. God's word is clear that he's willing and wanting to do great things for me and you. That's why he sent his word to tell us what he wants and is willing to do. But our response to what his word says will determine whether or not it'll actually happen for me and you. So come on, saints, let's learn to respond properly to God's word so we can actually be recipients of the things that God promised in his word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210-785-9238. That's Erico 210-785-9238 or write us at Word of Fifth Christian Center, 1928 Bassi Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP, but it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Fifth Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. We also invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network as well as to receive a powerful word from God that will help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.